His righteousness is the power of His salvation. This righteousness, this is something solid. This is something firm. It actually says in Psalms 89.14 that righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's throne. So God's throne's foundation is righteousness, justice. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Good Earth Podcast. This is Jake Martin again with Christians on Campus. This episode will be part two of our series called One Feast, Many Courses. In our last episode, we began our first course with the Passover lamb in Exodus, and Paul in the book of Romans refers to this course as justification. Justification is God's action, whereby he approves man according to his standard of righteousness. Here's Danny. This this week we started a new series. That series called One Feast, Many Courses. And on Mondays, Michael is going to be covering the Old Testament picture with the children of Israel. And on Thursdays, I'm going to be covering the the book of Romans. And we're going to be looking at this one feast, many courses, or God's full salvation as seen in God's word. So in the Old Testament, we have the picture. We, we It's kind of like a picture book. This could be an analogy. And in the New Testament, we have the caption to that. And so we're going to be covering more on the, the caption side. And so we won't have time on Thursdays to go over any kind of review on from what was covered on Mondays. So please, if you have time, get check out our podcast, Good Earth, and then you can listen to Mondays. Or if you can only make Mondays, then you can listen to Thursdays as well on our podcast. And so to put in another way, want to going with this picture analogy, another analogy you could use is let's say you have a cereal box and on the front you have a picture of the cereal, whether it's like little cookies falling into milk and they look delicious and they're getting your appetite. You're just ready for cookies from that picture on the front. But then on the back, there's description, there's some nutritional information, and maybe even there's some ingredients on there that you can't even, some you can't even like understand or like what is maldextrin? What is this? What is that? But as we're covering the caption, we, we might be covering stuff even in Romans. You're like, okay, what is justification, redemption, sanctification, transformation, glorification, confirmation? There's all these words that are there. They all have meaning. They're all part of God's full salvation. But we're going to be kind of taking a tour through this to kind of unpack these words and see and read the, the caption that is presented in the book of Romans. And so to start, we're going to be in Romans chapter 1, and we're going to start with verses 16 and 17. So if you have your Bible with you, you could open it and turn to these verses. And so we're going to be looking at, to start today, the power of God. In verse 16, so Romans 1, 16, 
For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, both to Jew first and to Greek. And then verse 17, for the righteousness of God is revealed in it, out of faith to faith. So I'm going to pause there. So in verse 16, it says that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And then starting verse 17, it says, why? Why is the gospel the power of God unto salvation? It's because the righteousness of God is revealed in it. And so the righteousness of God, God's righteousness, this is one of the attributes of our God. So some of the attributes we might know is our God is a God of love. But at the same time, our God is a righteous God. So even when it comes to salvation, many of you, I know for myself, one of the main things I knew when it came to salvation is God loved me. So from verses John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Then there's also a verse in Ephesians 2 that says, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even though we were dead in our offenses. So our condition was not so positive, pretty negative. We're sinners, we're fallen, we're dead in our offenses. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love, because of his love with which he had for us. So God's love is his motive or the source of his salvation. But then at the same time, our God is a righteous God. His righteousness is the power of his salvation. This righteousness, this is something solid. This is something firm. It actually says in Psalms 89, 14, that righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's throne. So God's throne's foundation is righteousness, justice. But this has something to do with a judicial matter or a law. And with this, though, when you consider these two, sometimes it's hard to even reconcile these two. Because when it comes to love, it's, even as that verse I mentioned in Ephesians, it's filled with mercy. It's filled with giving us something we absolutely do not deserve. God loves us, although we're sinners. We're fallen. We rebelled against him. We transgressed against him. But yet he still loves us. But because he is a righteous God, he cannot just overlook our sins. He cannot just let it pass. He cannot just sweep it under the rug. Okay, so you sinned. That's, that's okay. He can't do that because he's a righteous God. If he was only a God of love and mercy, he'd be like, okay, you can sin. There's, there's no consequence. There's nothing there that needs to be done. But because he's a righteous God, he must condemn sin. But it's the same righteousness that's in him that condemns sin. It's this righteousness that is the power of our salvation. And so 
to look at these two was something so beautiful is that how these two can be seen where they come together in such a beautiful picture is at the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. God's righteousness, God's love, they converge, they meet. And we see how our righteous God, but who's at the same time a loving God, would send his only begotten son, who would come, would hang on the cross, who would die in our stead. He lived a perfect life without any sin, without any fault, so he could die for us. He could pay the price that we deserved. God would judge him as the unique sinner in the universe, in our place. God's judgment will be laid upon him so that we would not have to suffer that judgment. And because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, because of this, This is tree again. Our fall retreat was a hit. We are so happy that so many of you were able to join us. If you thought that was fun, we are having more for you. We are having a fall conference on October 22nd to 24th in Piqua, Ohio. Please visit our website coc.churchinfairborn.org and scroll down to the event section. To register, click fall conference and sign up. There is a $65 cost which covers two nights stay and continental breakfast. Payment and registration due by October 15th. Don't miss out. And now back to Danny. Now, God's righteousness that compelled him to condemn us sinners. Now it binds him to forgive us. When we believe in the Lord Jesus, as that verse said, to everyone who believes, we believe, we receive what Jesus Christ has done for us, his substitutionary death on the cross. When we believe that, we are forgiven and God is bound to forgive us. Now, when you think about this, this is powerful because, okay, what can bind God? We're talking about the omnipotent, all-powerful creator of the heavens and the earth, a being outside of time, a being who created everything and has all power. Something can bind him. It's God's righteousness, who he is. And because of the death on the cross, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're a murderer. It doesn't matter if you're a harlot. It doesn't matter what kind of sin you have committed, if you open to the Lord Jesus Christ, you confess your sins, you receive him. He is bound by his righteousness to forgive you. He has to forgive you because that price, your sin was paid by Jesus Christ on the cross. And so anyone who believes into him, God is bound to forgive you. Now this is the gospel, the good news. Isn't this so wonderful that we have this standing, this sure, this steadfast standing 
that every believer has because of God's righteousness. And that what, that's what makes the gospel the power of God unto salvation. And so we're going to be covering, even as I said, that we're, we're covering many courses of this feast. And so just to give a little bit more on this title that we've, we've given it, Michael shared a little bit on Monday, but just to share a little bit more that we have a feast prepared for us by God. But we may have only enjoyed a few courses of that feast. For us in, in the U.S., we might not be too familiar with this, but in other countries in the East, many times they have many courses to their meal where it's not just one or two, but there might be 15 courses. And so you might have enjoyed one or two courses and be like, oh, I'm full. This is so good. But our God has so many courses. He wants the next course, the next course. And it's like, we need to be emptied out. We need to have the hunger to keep receiving course after course. And so we're going to go over a course after course meal after meal of God's full salvation. Because if we're here, I believe all of us have experienced God's salvation to some degree. We've had, we've tasted, we've had some enjoyment of this feast, but there's so much more to this that we can enjoy and that we're going to get into. And so continuing this, when we cover the righteousness of God, This goes hand in hand with one of those terms I mentioned that you might have heard, but might not be too familiar with. I know I wasn't growing up. I know I've heard of God's, you could heard of justification. And so that's another, that's another word that's in Romans multiple places, but we're going to look at Romans 3.24. So in 3.24, It says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption, which is in Christ Jesus. And so this word justification, it is, and it's God's act. It's God's act to approve us according to his standard of righteousness. He has a standard of righteousness according to who he is as a righteous God. But justification means he approves us according to this standard. His standard, we in ourselves as fallen sinners, we could never meet that standard. But because of the redemption, because of what Christ Jesus has done for us, now God can approve us can approve us according to his perfect standard of righteousness. Sinless, perfect standard that he has. We could never meet that, but Jesus did. And he did it for us. So now when we believe into him, when we receive that, it's God's act. He can approve us according to that standard. And so we, if you believed into Jesus Christ, You've received him. You've asked for forgiveness. You have been approved by God. 
God has approved you according to his standard of righteousness. And then just in closing, to kind of lead us into and point us to what we're going to continue to get into, justification is not just in and of itself, just so we can then be approved up to God's standard, but there's something more to justification, and that's seen in Romans 5.18. So 5.18 says, So then, it was as it was through one offense unto condemnation to all men, so also it was through one righteous act, and here's the part, unto justification of life to all men. Not just justification, justification of life. That justification not only brings us up to God's standard of righteousness and Him approving us, but it's so that we might have life. We'd like to leave you with two verses. 1 John 1, 8 and 9 say, If we say that we do not have sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is faithful in his word and righteous in the blood of Jesus, his son. His word is the word of the truth of his gospel, which tells us that he will forgive us our sins because of Christ. And the blood of Christ has fulfilled his righteous requirements that he might forgive our sins. If we confess our sins, he, according to his word and based on the redemption through the blood of Jesus, forgives us because he must be faithful in his word and righteous in the blood of Jesus. Otherwise, he would be unfaithful and unrighteous. What a rich first course our righteous God has prepared for us. If you like what you're hearing and would like to hear more, please like, share, subscribe to, and review this podcast. See you next time.